Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, November 27, we're back. Cyber Monday, Turtle Adoption Day. I'm not a big Cyber Monday guy, really, and if anything, this Black Friday proved to me that Black Friday has completely fallen off. Um, it just not it doesn't hit the same as it once did. The kids will never understand what it was like. I don't know if you guys noticed the same thing. I don't know if it's more just because like online shopping is so popular now and maybe everyone just resorts to that, but totally back in the day, before I feel like the internet was like super, super big, that was like, you know, when your parents took you to get your new winter jacket, like <laughs> new boots, like you had to go then. Um, I know we have Boxing Day here too in Canada, but it's a bit further down the road. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like no more of those like videos from the US where like people are, you know, trampling over each other for Walmarts and PlayStation 3s and all that stuff. So yeah, I agree. It doesn't hit the same. And most of the time I'm just, I'll be like, Oh yeah, like I'll definitely buy something. And then I'm like, ah, is 20% really like, yeah. And the thing about living in Canada too is 20% off. Okay. I'm getting like $4 off this hat and then I got to pay $15 for shipping. Like this just is not exactly. worth it for me exactly. in any way. So yeah. it doesn't hit the same. Adam, I know, uh, maybe not the biggest, sales hunter i don't think i think adam's more of a just buy it if it's there type of guy full sure? price yeah yeah you know me well like even <laughs> even like if i see it at one store and i know it's like five dollars cheaper at the store i was just at i'm just not gonna go back to the first store dude like i'm just and my parents were the type it's like you know, I need like notebooks and they're like, okay, we got to go to superstore and then go to Walmart and then wherever it's cheaper. Let's just, but I'm like, no dude, can we just go to the one place and buy it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like, if I need it, I'll buy it. Doesn't really matter what the price is at the time. Like there's no way I'm driving back. Yeah, another like, 20 minutes when I was already at the superstore. Yeah, like, no, I'm more, you know, I, I like to get it done quick. That's my expertise in the area. Not and I'm not going to just buy something just because it's on sale. No. Like, but you're saving $30. I'm like, but I don't want it right now. Like, I'm going <laughs> to get it when I want it. Like, not, you know, I don't care that it's 30%, you know, cheaper. Yeah. And I get it, you know, back in the day, maybe, and I was young, maybe it was that crazy. Like, Arteryx or whatever was like, okay, like 50% off last season's jackets or TVs, like 50% <laughs> off. But now I just don't see any value out there. And I get a million emails. I don't know if you guys have that problem where my emails are just flooded by sales for like a week. And none of them really grab me or anything. So I just end up with a full inbox. It's not really that pleasant as it turns out. But I'm a big unsubscribe guy just for the record, I feel like you could benefit just like whenever you get those scroll to the bottom and press the unsubscribe button, it actually works pretty well. I don't really get any emails anymore. Yeah. See, I would love to do that. But part of me, I don't know, this is a real aside, but I love like signing up for the in arena Wi-Fi wherever I visit. 
and then getting the e- emails for like years afterwards. Oh, it's like, no. <laughs> it's kind of raw. Like I'm still getting it's the rough. White Sox, Minnesota Wild. Like I got dude, every team in the NBA, dude. I got, the, tickets. Yeah. I got the worst one from Seattle the other day. Like they sent me one. It's like playoffs, like uh, Sounders playing LAFC. Do you want tickets? And I ignored it. Mm-hmm. And then I get a follow-up email three days later. And it's like from the person themselves. And it's like, hi, Adam. I was wondering if you wanted to look at ticket <laughs> options. Reply to let me brutal. know. I'm like, and I replied. I'm like, I don't live in Seattle. Like, please stop, dude. <laughs> dude the personal like, ones are heat. It's like, wow, you really like are on me about this. Yeah, like this person's getting paid to email me. And it's like, like you really want me to go to this Tuesday night Warriors game in San Francisco. Like, yeah, I can. Dude, when I went to London, I was having a really hard time getting the Arsenal tickets. And, they, you know, it's impossible to get. So I emailed a lady and I was like, if I wanted to get in, if how much is the club section? And she's like, we have lots available. They're 850 pounds. Like, and I was like, okay, like I don't think I'm going to buy that. I didn't end up buying it thankfully. And then I'm still getting emails from this lady. Like, Hey, are you interested in the next game? Like we're, we're taking oh, on. Wow, <laughs> I'm not responding though. I feel bad about it, but it just, it is what it is. Anyway, not to dwell on that for too long football. What a weekend really. Uh, I don't see any place to start other than we did watch the Sunday night game. So I do want to get to that, but the Eagles bills has to be the first topic. And Adam hates the Eagles, obvious reasons, Cowboys implications. I am starting a real, real disdain for the Eagles. It's not even just Cowboys. Like that's the cherry on top for me. But like, I feel like the Eagles have so much to hate. Yes. It's just so much to hate. There really is. There's not a lot of redeeming qualities. Now, having said that, I said that to Alex. I sent him a text. I hate the Eagles. And he responds, it, it, it's just so Alex. I don't know how. He just responds, dude, I love him. So I wanted to go to him first and see what he actually likes about those scumbags. First of all, great jerseys today. That was Very. unreal. Um, those were really nice. Probably some of the nicest jerseys in the league. Um, and then I mean, I think it all just starts with your quarterback, your great quarterback. Um, he was stone cold after Elliot nailed that kick from what, what was that? Like 60 something yards. Yeah. I think 59. <laughs> yeah. Um, stone cold. I mean, he knew the camera was like panning to him. So he was like, okay, I'm just going to play into this. Like I'm <laughs> so unfazed by every, everything, uh, role that I'm doing. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, you know, coming down and, and getting that touchdown at the end, that was big time for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it all just starts with the quarterback. I'm a big fan of the quarterback. I love a lot of guys on that team. You know what? I don't love them top down though. Like Sirianni does bug me a lot, but you guys know that I've been a Jalen Hurts guy since college, really since even his Alabama days, people, okay. know, people know that about me and yeah, so I've, I've gone a lot, uh, gone through a lot with Jalen, um, you know, the benching <laughs> in the, in the college football, uh, finals there. Tua coming in, you know, transferring to Oklahoma, all that stuff. So, okay, we get this. I, story. I like we Eagles, man. <laughs> I like seeing them succeed. Yeah, see, I'm on the other end. I I cannot stand the way they win these stupid games. They barely beat the Commanders twice. They barely beat the Eagles. I feel about, or sorry, beat the Eagles, beat the Chiefs. I feel the same way I do about them that I did about the Vikings last year a little bit, where it's like, how many times are you going to win a coin flip game? Because Buffalo had that game wrapped up a hundred times and and I know they've lost six games they've lost them all by six or less that was a peak 
game for both those teams because it summed them both up perfectly. It's like Buffalo somehow lets teams linger and can't close, and Philadelphia, if it's close, just wins the coin flip every single time, unless it's against Zach Wilson for some reason. But that's. But is that like a coin flip, or are they just really good when it comes down to what was what? final moments of the game? Like what they were really like Jalen Hurts just hit two guys in perfect open space. Like the, the Bills were playing. None of those coverage. throws were impressive. What was really good about like okay, they made a fifty-nine yard field goal in the wind and the rain, and then they come out in overtime. Josh Allen misses the throw to Gabe Davis wide open in the end zone, and then they come back and like wow, well, good job, Eagles. Like what was the- I think it was impressive that in the last, you know, eight minutes and then whatever you want to include of how much of the ball they had in overtime. They just went up the up up the field against the Bills. That was like, good. I'm not saying the Bills have great defense. Clearly yeah, not, because scored. two of those last touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, literally no one was covering Smith uh, or AJ Brown. I, or sorry, one of them was Zac- Zacchaeus. Like when Zacchaeus is scoring on you, like I mean, what what are you doing? The the Zacchaeus one in particular was the one where I realized they're going to win this game. Because it was like third and I don't even remember eleven or something like that. He rolls out, he's got nothing, and then all of a sudden it's just a touchdown. Like it's just in the guy's hands, and that's the type of Eagles luck I'm talking about. Like that game is over. Like Adam says, if if Davis or and Allen are on the same page, and that game is over if that kicker is a regular kicker and doesn't hit a kick in the top one percent of kicks I've ever seen. And to well, me, I mean, that's it's also not over if Allen doesn't throw that pick, but he does. And that's what makes. And then he threw it over him. on the what their own like thirty five or forty. Yeah, th- and that's true, and that's why I said it's classic Bills and it's classic Eagles because Allen is. I mean, you watch that game, and if you take out that one throw, it's like how is their quarterback better than this? He he's built for any condition of weather. He's going up and down on a reigning NFC champion, and yet he makes that stupid throw that keeps them in the game, and then for whatever reason, they don't close at the end. He's now 0-6 in overtime games. Like That's why it just summed up both for me, because I don't see those Eagles plays as Eagles are, are such a good team. This is what they do. I see them more as coin flips that they keep landing, but I could be hating. I just I have a distaste, like you say, for... For the way I, they I, I don't know also, though. I, I think hating. it's just in the NFL. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't watch the game front to back. But I, I, did the Eagles make... <laughs> I'm assuming they made less mistakes. And they're making less mistakes than some of these other teams that they're beating, no? Well, they had like 100 yards or less in the first half. Like, they were awful in the first half. And the Bills kicker missed two field goals. And I, I thought the Bills could have been up, you know, 21 points. They get that horse collar call going against them in the first quarter. I that's the way I saw it, at least. I thought Buffalo should have won the game. But what was Adam going to say? I, I I was going to say the same thing. Like they did not play like it was just not an impressive showing. And I, I mean, I, I feel like I say that about them every week, and then they win. So I just really hope they get absolutely murdered by the 49ers next week. Like I really hope they get killed. And I think Is this they game will. of the year, or or was the Chiefs game against the Eagles game of the year? What do you mean? Like, what's do you think this is like? Do you think we're more like? Is this a more anticipated matchup, or was the Chiefs Eagles game a more anticipated matchup? Mm. Well, that was more anticipated. Yeah, okay, yeah. it was a better game, definitely. And this week coming up is going to be just as good of a game. Hopefully, I mean, it can't match what we saw I hope today. Not. I hope it's a terrible game. I hope the Niners roll them, and I think there's a chance yeah. they do because I think they're just better. I think they, they they are a better football team. 
than the Eagles are right now. We saw it on Matt, Thursday. I don't know about rolling. I mean, these guys beat the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills all three in a row. I guess I'm just those hating. are good. They also teams. beat like, like the Commanders by two points. Lost to the Jets. Like they can't beat a, They can't beat any bad teams. Well, they can, but like you know, they beat the Patriots <laughs> by five. I went through their they, schedule. They beat every team by two points. Yeah, I mean, look, they, uh, I, they might just not take some of these bad teams seriously, though. Yeah, and we might just be hating because I really I think that's hating. what it is. At the end of the day, hurts. Like Alex said, I see where he's coming from. He steps up in the two in the overtime, and he was he, he flawless drive. Bills made it easy for him on the run in, but otherwise, perfect. You can't ask for more from a guy. But it's just it's the whole thing. And and Adam sends me the cowherd segment where cowherds just can't get enough of Hertz talking oh about how he dresses to the podium and how buttoned up he is of a guy. I it's such an act. Like why can't people see through it's this? Such an act. Did you see his on-field interview? She was like she, she asked him she was like no smile Jalen. He's like no smile. No, no smile. Guy, we man. had to make it fun at the end, didn't we? I hate this guy, man. I, I don't yeah. And I mean, I feel like he's not the only quarterback that's like that. I feel like there's probably a good 20% of them that are like that, but it's because he's like on the winning team. But I feel like a lot of quarterbacks go to interviews the same, like emotionless don't. But like for him, it's like, oh, I and the coach, I feel like we do not talk enough about. Yeah. Well, I hate this guy. He looks like he's he he looks like he doesn't sleep. He never sleeps and he's just screaming the whole game. Like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. He is kind of the perfect coach for the for the city, though, because I mean, when, every time I see him, I just think about like how much punching him in the face. Yeah, yeah, and how much their fans are probably watching him like run up and down the sideline. Like, yeah, that's our guy, and it just it gets me to ten. I'll, I'll say that much about it. Yeah, he's. Uh, I agree with you. I don't like him much, but I've voiced that probably three weeks in a row on here. So maybe I should take a step back and maybe but we I, do talk about it enough. I mean, my my takeaway from this game was that like, I kind of like the Bills. Like, yeah, I, don't I know, agree. They wrote me in all the time, but like, I this little is a too much hate. Team. Yeah, I honestly I thought about moving them up to good. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what else. I I don't know. You can get on Allen for that pick in the fourth, but th- thirty four points should be enough. Yeah, and they're right? they're play calling. It looks better with the new coordinator. Oh yeah, Joe Brady was yeah that was I think he called it pretty good. But game we there. we do have to see them beat a team because I feel like I feel like classic Bills is also just played to the level of your opponent. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Patriots or if you're That's playing true the too. Eagles. Yeah, you're just gonna play the same because they could play the Jets or the Patriots next week and it could be a a poop poop show. Yeah, yeah, they could do it again. Alex, I'm gonna need you on schedule duty today because. Yeah, we're I'm in, right on it. We're good. We're, we're in huge it. implications now with with these schedules. <laughs> Buffalo's on bye next week, and then they're going to play at Chiefs versus Cowboys at Chargers. So, oh gosh, and and they at six and six, they do. And at six and six, they have no margin for error anymore. And somehow, like I said, they've lost all their games by six or less. I think they are a good team. I I would be inclined to move them up because my eyes tell me that they match the level of the Jags Texans game that I saw today. Like how and those two teams are both good teams. Nobody will disagree with us there. To me they match that level. So I would be inclined to move them up. The the only thing that gives me pause and not to go hate hater mode again, but Stefan Diggs doing the bird dance when he didn't even score the touchdown 
and they were only up by three and there was two minutes left and the Eagles had three timeouts yeah. was idiotic. And he, he gets away with this stuff. Nobody's going to talk about it. They're going to talk about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. But this is a guy who time after time comes back to the sideline complaining when he doesn't get balls going his way. He's the ultimate front runner. When things are going his way, he just acts it up, showboats, and I was happy to see him get some pie on his face today. That's the only thing with the Bills that I, I want to hate on. But other than that, I think they should move up. I, I agree. I think Diggs is... There's enough stuff going on with the Bills that maybe you should, you know... And you know what? Tune it down a bit. I don't yeah. have anything wrong with having a team in good that didn't make the playoffs you know what i mean yeah i agree at the end of the day <laughs> like we had the vikings in unserious and they made the playoffs i don't mind having a team in good that doesn't make the playoffs yeah well we're not the standings here we're we're like a week to week yeah, and, i mean they and... did lose to the patriots but i'm yeah. down to put them in good well that patriots loss was heat but you know they've done that for but, years i mean who the, the chiefs lost to somebody heat what was that game their classic loss Oh. And we have them in elite, right? Yeah, we just threw it out. We, I mean, the Bills <laughs> just do it every week. The they just do it. They just do it a little more <laughs> yeah. often. But they, uh, do, they do. They've lost three or four, and we're going to move them up. But that's fine. We're not the standings, like we said. So that's good. Let's put them up. Eagles obviously are staying in. That really was the game of the year. I don't mean to, you know, besmirch that game. That was as good of a football game as I could ever ask for on a, on a weekend of amazing football all around. That one honestly could have been the crown jewel over some incredible college games yesterday too. But I guess we could do Sunday night because we just watched it and it's fresh. Um, I'd say the Chargers are dead at 4-7. and seven. That was a classic, another one of those classics for both teams where the Ravens somehow lead the whole game and then leave it for the other team to take it, take the lead at the end. Like they left it for them again. And the Chargers just gave it right back. They're like, no, actually, we're the Chargers. We don't want it. We're not going to do that. So um, I think we can cross them off at four and seven. I don't know if any of you have any objections to that, but they, they got to be facing some major changes this offseason. Their offense is not nearly as good as it's been in the past. Well, I'm really I sad just, that Owen couldn't make it because there was a big stretch of like, there was a lot of mistakes on the offense and I was really excited for Phil to come onto the podcast and say like, Oh, Justin Herbert, like can't win these close games. And like, you know, just, so I was hoping Owen would be here and we could kind of cook him a little bit. I was going to take Phil's side, but um, yeah, this was kind of just classic chargers. Like Herbert didn't, you know, play his best, but I, I really don't know what more he can do, especially at the end of that first half. Like he, his his team just like they find ways to lose. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of impressive. I I personally I still don't know how Staley has a job. I I think we were saying like two weeks ago we're like yeah we don't know if he's gonna have a job Monday morning and I feel like we keep saying the same thing every week. Um, I uh, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I, I did reach out to uh, our Chargers fan Chargers Emily just mm -hmm. to see kind of where she was at on Staley, and I asked her and she thinks he's actually a good coach like. She she gave me a like well, I don't know how much I agreed with her explanation, but she sent a couple of paragraphs. She thought he's a good coach. She just thinks he needs to stop calling the defense, and then he can focus more on being a coach, which apparently she thinks he's good at because he has good relationships <laughs> with the players and says the right thing to the media. So I don't know. I, I like I guess Chargers fans aren't that out. I know I'm basing it on well, one person, but Emily is, and I love she's Emily. Very positive. Yeah, she's very positive. 
didn't he say some weird stuff to the media last week where he was like what else do you want me to do yeah. like it's not that so, something along those lines and it was very weird he did yeah, she liked it though she thought it was alpha well uh, it wasn't he, he he was losing it on a like a la times journalist let's dial it in dude it's yeah it's the yeah. nfl here we're not we're not playing the cfl like you can dial i, I just think with that that caliber of a quarterback you just got to figure it out man oh, I, I don't know it's just so much and talent and i almost feel bad for keenan allen too like i just wish this guy could have a successful year just because i feel like he's a bit underappreciated too just because he's been on the chargers his whole life and he hasn't really gone far into oh and the you used to think he ever. was bad yeah he doesn't get respect he literally doesn't get respect like it's always just some other guys that people talk about and then it's like don't sleep on keenan allen it's like well it's almost you kind of have to just because he never makes it to the playoffs <laughs> like ever and people don't you know they don't tune in to watch him and stuff. So I just feel bad, man. He's already, I think he's like more than 30 years old now. And he's had two really good quarterbacks. He's played with Phillip Rivers and Justin Herbert. And just for whatever reason, it's not working out. Like it's, it's pretty sad. Um, so I, I don't know, man, they, they got to get, they got to find a coach, man. Just cause all these coaches that what, who's the, who, what's like the goat chargers coach. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, for the Chargerness, Ooh. Anthony Lynn was spectacular Charger coach just for being on a Charger coach. But like actually being effective as a coach, it's been at least since Norv Turner, and and that was like 2007 range, and, and yeah, he well, wasn't even go. that good. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. I uh, I know they scored ten points, but I just had to shout out Keller Moore because I think that was the first time in my life I've seen the designed like backwards pass across the field to get the first down like that play got me fired up that was was a great call but the thing is about that play austin eckler is so bad that they (laughs) have to do that for him to be effective at all it's like we got to run a huge diversion to get him some space and even then he's as explosive as alex running the football he can't he can't move anymore so, I think I saw a next gen stat that said he ran 13 miles per hour on that like on that run that yeah. went viral a couple weeks ago. Like 13 miles per hour, we can run faster than that. Like 100. It's just so concerning because you had a team. I, I know the Browns lost today, but you had a team like the Browns who was throwing in PJ Walker. Yeah. Um. And and whatever what that guy's name is, Dr. or T or <laughs> Dominican Dorian Republic Smith Robinson. Um, they won that game last week and, you know, you just find all these teams that, you know, have pretty average quarterbacks, not below average quarterbacks and they'll still pull out a win. These guys, these guys can't really do anything. Yeah. That's the thing. Like in the NFL is you're looking for a quarterback. And they have one, and they can't do anything. It's sad. Yeah, well, they need a like they need a whole retool. They they have done so many things wrong the last few years, and you know, finally, it's just so charges. The first time the defense looks okay, like it did tonight, they just they scored ten points. Like it, did. and I know the Ravens, and we could talk about the Ravens. They have a phenomenal defense. They have a great team. I think they probably. I don't know if I'd put them number one anymore. I think probably San Francisco after Thursday would back to be being my number one team, but. I am a little concerned that the, the fourth Ravens, quarter stuff not concern yeah, you though. Exactly, that's what I, exactly. Like it's where pretty I was going. concerning. It is, and the, it, it's, it's every game. Yeah, and today it's the same thing. They leave it there. It's like two minutes left. The Chargers have the ball at the forty, and and that's we've seen them lose like, like that to bad teams. Bad teams, and I think you let that like Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy are going to kill you. Yeah in the fourth quarter if you're going to let that kind of stuff happen. So I just, there's some teams that you're going to play that are, aren't 
going to make those mistakes and they're really going to punish you. So, yeah. I got some flags with them too, but they covered, so I'm not going to be too upset at them and they're on by. So we'll see them in a little bit. They while. also did score a touchdown on the like last drive, which was, you know, killed the game with that. Yeah. But that, I mean, that was, that, that could have been moot point if the chargers were capable also of going down the field. Slid. But that was, that was a little, yeah, that was a little bit like Zion. I think when he like 360 on the Bulls when they were like up 10. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, okay, that. all right, yeah. let's with like six seconds left. Yeah, 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 let's maybe just go down and win or, that game. But it was I for saw the actually a TikTok video, Phil. I don't know if you even remember this of Jordan Bell. Remember him on the Warriors? Yeah, yeah, when he like went off the glass dunk. With like 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter or something, they were up like 20 on on Phoenix. It was and Steve Kerr gave him a bunch of crap. So yeah, that was kind of like that. And we had the re- the reverse today when the Arizona guy caught the touchdown when they were down 37 to eight, and he did the too small to the cornerback. That was sick. Yeah, but that's, that's yeah, like maybe not personal win. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, a little off the glass action, down 20 like the Wizards. Uh, the Chiefs also won today. I. I don't have much on the Chiefs. I didn't see a minute of the game. Yeah. No. I thought, you know, say th- say something nice about the Raiders. I thought O'Connell looked okay. Pretty effective. Uh, Raced out to I, a 14 nothing lead. Well, I thought we Maybe. were going to have a, another, oh, Raider, Raiders beat the Chiefs. I thought we were too. It was, <laughs> Glad we didn't. Yeah. When Jacobs broke that run, I thought we were very alive. And I people, yeah. this is maybe a soft reference, Raider fan Lucas, I actually texted him today just to, you know, check in Raiders five and six, big game in theory. They, never, they were never going to win, but, you know, he believes they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. And to just give you a mindset for him, he said that imagine if we still had Henry Ruggs, Jacoby Myers would be wide receiver three, we'd be a dynasty. So I think Raider fans are doing okay. I I don't know. (laughs) Maybe this isn't the time to address it, but I did kind of want to address um, like a comment that was made by someone on this podcast earlier this week. It might've been during this uh, Seahawks 49ers game. Yeah. This is a good time. This is a good time to bring this up. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders lost the Seahawks lost. And someone on this show might have said, oh, it looks like I didn't actually physically like pass the physical for my Seahawks fandom. <laughs> so I'm just curious if you did another physical or did the doctors kind of like read your chart wrong or what's kind of going on there? I got to be honest. I think I'm thinking of maybe just going into like management um, and getting a job with the NFL um, just because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to work out for me Dude. to plan for a team. <laughs> We were we were lighting up your brother for doing this, and now you're doing it. You were part of and it, and I don't know. I I got to be honest, it's it's hard. I was I was who was I looking at this week? And I was like, well, maybe I could the, be the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles. I think it was the Ravens. I was like, oh, like the purple <laughs> looks sick. Ray Lewis. You know, you got to answer these questions. Mark just say, Jackson. just say you cheer for whoever's winning. That's how you answer these questions because it doesn't seem like you want to like be a fan through the hardships anymore. You got enough of like, that. I'm with the sorry Raptors. to break it to you, but unless you become a Chiefs fan, you're gonna go through this. Like it's gonna happen. You you can't just like your team can't always be. Oh, good. I know. Yeah, the hardships. I know what you're saying. Adam, I even looked at the Cowboys. I'm not even going to lie. I was Dude. like, wow, that was a raw Thanksgiving win. Like, <laughs> season helmets looked sick. They're on bland, but dude. In all seriousness, though, like, it's a little hard for me just because, obviously, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't have that much of an attachment to the American city or team. But 
Phil knows this. If Canada were to ever actually get a team, that would I would actually be a diehard for that team. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But I, I do have to say, I feel like like my opinion. You don't have to follow it, but I think you should just be a Raiders guy. You just you're just a Raiders guy. Yeah, I think so. I think I might they have made to... all those changes. You come on the pod. You say it feels like they listened to me. Yeah, you know, you got to stick. They're not it out. good yet, but they're rebuilding. Like. Well, Adam, they've been, I, I think, they've I think been rebuilding. Right. I think I, I was a little sad when I, everyone uh, goes I, through like you know the breakup and then you get back together. Like you know, it happens. You you take yeah. some time for yourself. Yeah, but... you needed a yeah. you just, needed a date with a new woman for a little bit. But... Yeah, just because it happens so many times, like fire the it'll coach, happen a few more times, GM. and it'll probably happen again because some things just don't ever change. But I got to be honest, when I when I jumped ship, I was a little like oh. How are the boys doing this week? Like, yeah. I was checking the scores and stuff, you know. So, um, again, it was against the Dolphins. Actually, I saw that sick Adams touchdown, and I was like, "Damn, I'm kind of down for." Like, you're connected. This. You, I yeah. feel like you can't let yeah. that go. You can't let yeah. them win the breakup, dude. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I think they were the longest team that I was a fan of, like for the longest time, because I think I was a fan of theirs for like four years. Yes, pretty <laughs> crazy. You got to go back to them. So, yeah, I think I think yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes. Okay, okay. see if so I can we're book, back on book, the market. Uh, I think I can, yeah, Raiders. book a book, a, you know, a visit or something with them. Oh. Well, you've been in the facility for four years. I don't think you need another uh, yeah. visit. Yeah, see if they'll take me back. Yeah, Thursday night football could be big for you, Seahawks, Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you just don't have the same like emotional connection to the Seahawks, but that that might be me. I feel that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But you can have a soft spot yeah. for him. That's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll keep update we'll up to date keep on that. Workshop in that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's not close the chapter on that. There one were yet. some good games on Thanksgiving though. There were, and we can talk about those because they're in the good zone. And obviously, you're talking about Dallas. I uh, I got to take about Dallas, and actually have a take about another Thanksgiving team. Dallas. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear the take that we all know you're about to say about Dallas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see it with Dallas. Let's see it. Because I'm not ready to say elite until I see these next few games, or at least one of these results from these games, because you look at the wins, and I get it. They, they What are they supposed to do? They smack around the teams that are worse than them. But the fact they don't have a win against an opponent who's over 500, I can't say elite. And I get it. I agree. 45 to 10, I get it, the whole thing. I don't understand how people can say Dallas, like Romo's like this team can win the Super Bowl. I know Romo's biased, but to me, I just don't understand anybody. If anybody can say that at this point, because we haven't seen them beat a good team. I I think I can approach this two ways. Like, first of all, I agree. I don't think they should be an elite. Um, That being said, I think as like Romo is biased, but a lot of other like ex players say this and I think they kind of have some a point like you are still playing NFL teams and just because they're like not elite like above 500 teams doesn't mean a 35 point victory isn't impressive this is an Alex you know I mean? oh so now my take works <laughs> your take's been working oh I, I swear you gave me flack for saying they played an NFL team no I, I I'm always with you I love taking the dogs okay okay because yeah. I've been riding that take and, for a while. And you look at a lot of these 
I mean, not to compare them to the Eagles, but the Eagles have played all the same teams as Dallas, and Dallas has beat all these teams by 20 to 30 points, and the Eagles beat all these teams by four points. That being said, the Eagles beat you, though. The Eagles beat you. I agree. That being said, that's a fact. To the Eagles, we lost to the Niners. So I don't think you can move them to elite until, you know, we have a big schedule ahead. We have a lot of tough games. So after those games, we'll have a better, uh, Better idea on the Cowboys, but I don't think it's outlandish to say this is a gr- uh, great team or like, you know, they've they've been playing well and they've been, you know, they they beat the Jets, which is a team that uh, at the start of the season made quarterbacks they look bad. They beat the Jets. Did yeah, I actually the hear that? Week two. Did you see what the Jets did on Friday? Did you see the Hail oh, Mary? I saw that, but the Jets in week two, like when they beat Mahomes and when they oh, beat the, the, Jets, the week two beat. Jets. Oh, they beat yeah, the week the good two Jets. Jets. Oh, the good Jets. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Five quarters removed from Aaron Rodgers' Jets. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're the they're the Jets that embarrass quarterbacks, as Salah said. And I know one quarterback that didn't get embarrassed by that. You're right. What a great say. win that was. <laughs> you know what else was a great win? The one after that, when you beat the Patriots, when you beat Mac Jones thirty-eight to three, that was a great win. That was win. a good win. I was happy with that. Wasn't I it? Did Hugh about that one? Yep, that was a good one. What, mean, a, what about after I that? I think it looks like you... a preparation thing. No. Well, I think they should get credit for their wins, but I agree they 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 shouldn't be an elite. Like we said it on the show before, they shouldn't be an elite until they be an elite team. Okay, good. And and coming up, if people aren't aware, Seahawks Thursday night, then. The Eagles at home. That's a game. Sunday night. Sunday night. You got to win that. You got to win that. No ifs, ands, or buts. And then you're at Bills, at Dolphins, and then against the Lions. Who We could talk about the Lions now. Five. Sorry. That's five uh, good teams. Yeah. Seahawks. At least four. Seahawks are yeah, not good teams. Yeah. At least four then. Yeah. And we could talk about Seattle in a second, but I want to get to the Lions. First off, I know he's listening. Apologies to Tony. I... He wanted to come on because he has some grievances to voice. I'll try to get him on Wednesday. I've uh, That's my bad hand up. I have a lot of concerns about the Lions, and I would say comfortably they're the worst team in good. Um, the defense, it just, these last few weeks have been very heat. They let Justin Fields walk on them. They did the same thing with Justin Herbert. Now they did it with Jordan Love. And the Packers might be better than we gave him credit for, except for Adam. He gave him credit. But... I'm very concerned with the lines. Like I, a borderline frisk, to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm with you there, and I'm kind of glad we don't have Owen here because I kind of feel like we would, <laughs> not to blame Owen, but I kind of feel like we were kind of like moderate on the lines before the season, and the one guy that like was extreme every week, pushing us, pushing us about the lines was Owen. And, you know, I took the bait. I was kind of in on the lines for a bit, and I feel like most of us did. Well, they were good for a while. Yeah, I just feel like they're kind of regressing to what they really are. Like, this lines is kind of what they are. Like, they can be explosive on offense. They can score a lot of points quick. But at the end of the day, like, they're not great defensively, and they're maybe not even the best situationally. And Jared Goff, you know, he can be heat. He's like Josh Allen Light. That's a good comparison. Josh Allen that can't run. Yeah, pocket Josh. I think that's yeah. a fair thing to say. Cinder block Josh. Cinder block Josh. They, th- I think that they just peaked too early. It's just a classic peak too early, which Campbell burns hot, obviously. That's like saying the sky's blue. Maybe he gets you fired up a little too early. It's hard to play a Super Bowl every week. I'm just speculating on that. And I mean, certainly they just, they can't overcome their mistakes if they have a defense like that. And Goff can make mistakes, so... 
I don't know where you land on this, Alex. I think ever since they're, you know, the Ravens <clears throat> smacked them like five weeks ago. Um, I know they have a couple wins, obviously, since then, but nothing that was super convincing, right? Um, right. They beat the Raiders, and then the Raiders ended up firing everybody after that game. But like the Chargers game, like they barely beat them by three points, and then Bears was a little ugly too, and then a Packers loss, and but sit out more for me. Um, you know, I want to give the, the Packers some credit. I think Jordan Love's actually looking really, really good. Let's go. Like, yeah. I was like, I was saying, like, let's be patient here. Um, the Packers are always spoiled, kind of good quarterbacks. So I think this guy's kind of finding his his you know mojo and place in the league. But um, what was more concerning for me was the amount of pressure that the Packers were bringing, and the lines being able to like not being able to do anything about it, and Goff needing to get the ball out in like 0.5 seconds. Um, and them just like not cooking up a counter for that at all was really weird. I know the Packers have some sort of front, like Rashawn Gary's pretty good and have some other guys, but that, that was like, they had like prime JJ Watt, Micah Parsons, (laughs) freaking everybody just rushing. And it was like the amount of pressure they brought on golf was crazy. So I think that's a thing that like can expose, like they can expose the lines of teams that they play, that the lines play down the road. Um, is bring pressure towards Goff. And I don't know, he didn't look good, man. He looked bad with all that pressure around him. Like he wasn't able to make any good throws, and it looked bad. I don't want to be too rude to Goff, but I feel like he kind of gets away with it because he's young and like looks young. But I think young. this... No, I, I'm, I'm building here. Okay, I think okay, sorry, he gets sorry. away with this because he's young and looks young. But I think he's honestly probably one of the most, if not the most, immobile quarterback in the league. Like he cannot move. He doesn't escape pressure. He doesn't. I've yeah. never seen him leave the pocket. He doesn't run for, like, he doesn't run for yards. He doesn't scramble. He doesn't do anything. And it's weird because we're kind of in an NFL era where all these young guys are mobile, no matter like, no matter what their build, what or who they are. But he's the only guy who is like he's like a generation late. Yeah, yeah. And the only time he'll escape the pocket is to kind of throw it away. Yeah, you know what I mean, he, like he can't just run. so that he doesn't he get an run. intentional grounding or anything. Yeah, but like I said, I was super concerned with the pressure they brought, and like the lines not being able to do anything about it. Yeah, and you know they just if they make mistakes and the other team gets pressure, their defense is not good enough to make up for the mistakes at all. And that's you know you got then you're very limited. You got to win the turnover battle. You can't. You have to play mistake free football. You just it's not a recipe for success. So. I don't want to move them down. They're eight and three. They've earned a little more respect out of me than them saying frisk off that, but they are very close. Even if if they win next week and they do the same thing again, I'd have to be consider. They have to be in consideration to move down. You'd think, unless you want to do it right now. I don't. I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to do it right now. I want to give them a little bit more runway. I understand that a season has its ups and downs. They've been having. Uh, it's you know it's funny when you say oh they've been kind of down i mean their last four games they're three and one it's just kind of the product we've been seeing with those wins you know i you don't want to bash them too much move a team down right after being three and one in their last four but um i i'm down to give them a little bit more runway yeah i did uh i pulled a bit of a fact check here and in his first eight uh first eight years golf golf is eight years in he uh has run less than tom brady did so he's wow. he doesn't run as much as Brady, which is, you know, yeah, that's heat. That's heat. And you know, we talk about 
immobile quarterbacks. One that really stood out to me this weekend, and it's another one of those iffy games, was Tua. I He can't, I mean, obviously it's a choice at this point. I'm sure if he wanted to run, he could. But even with the times that he did, it looked very heat. I, I know, obviously, he's got one of the most scarce histories for, uh, not scarce, but, you know, sketchy histories for guys taking injuries, obviously, with these last few years. So I don't want to blame the guy for that, but that's another limiting factor that I noticed with the Dolphins. And, we, you know, I, I do want to get to the Jags-Texans game before we do the Finns um, because that was a good game today. I thought, despite the loss, you know, we might be seeing, and we, this is just crazy to say, and what Alex has been saying it the last couple of weeks, we might be seeing the next great NFL rivalry with Jags Texans. I mean, these teams yeah. they they have they have building blocks and the Jags, I got to give them some credit, dude. They built up a lead and the defense held it down and gave them the win and Let's go. obviously that kick by the Texans kicker, that was one of the most perfect misses I've ever seen. It was dead center and it hit the crossbar like inches off rolling in. I it was such a toss up game and the officiating was pretty bad both ways extremely iffy calls but the Texans made plays they lost they're out of the playoffs right now but I see no reason that they won't be in the playoffs 6 and 5 and I think they have some easier games coming up and I'm just very impressed by both those teams I think they're both very legit I'm glad to hear that cuz I I feel like I've been the only one here that's been like very pro Jags and I feel like you guys have been hating especially Phil no offense to Phil well I Phil just kinda... I think Trevor Lawrence is pretty overrated to me it's more their defense today that the... maybe for you but I, I, oh, I don't know I such think a young quarterback been... hater I think the Jags <laughs> Herbo been... now Lawrence <laughs> but he loves Stroud so I, I don't know I, I feel like I'm glad to hear you give the Jags credit like if I was on the show I would have uh you know I, I deserved it like because of the antics that I pulled I deserved it but I would not have advocated the the Texans pick because I kind of do love the Jags yeah um but yeah I, I think both these teams are really good and uh it was a great game yeah I, I completely agree not not much else Tad but um I thought Stroud and Lawrence you know were making plays all game um it felt like every like third and eight and third and ten the Jags would convert um they just find a guy Ridley or Kirk and make something happen yeah and Ridley woke um, same up. with yeah same with uh same with Stroud as well just just finds ways man and, and yeah. the way I just I just like how he like evades evades the uh gets out of the pocket takes his time he doesn't look like he's in a rush or anything he'll just make the right play every time uh, um if he needs to run or just find a guy kind of downfield it's um, it's pretty impressive for a guy his his age just making those sorts of plays. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to this rivalry expanding. The, the announcer all game was saying, like, NRG Stadium, like, Texans haven't had a game, like, this big in years, and I haven't heard this crowd this loud in years, and it's, yeah. it's really, good to, really good to hear, so it's great. Yeah, and we were talking today, I was watching with my dad, and we were saying, you know, in years past, like, who wants to go to a Texans game? Who would want to travel yeah. down to see the Texans? But now, it's like a destination, you know? You want to go see that team. They've got such exciting players. And a Tank Dell, obviously a fan favorite, obviously not an Adam favorite, but, I mean, he's just, they have guys that make plays. Collins makes plays. That team is very serious. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. And, you know, what what a boon that, that trade was getting Will Anderson just... Like, like we all made fun of it at the time. They really, 
they did a great job. They deserve a lot of credit. So I want to make sure both those teams get their shine. And I'm very sure those will be two playoff teams, 100%. The, uh, the announcer was even saying, like, the Cardinals played there last week in Houston, and the Cardinals were telling the Jags, like, be ready because this place is unbelievable. Like, it was really loud. Yeah, that's um, awesome. We played and we had a really hard time. So, <laughs> what um, is it? What, when were the Cardinals talking to the Jags? The Cardinals, they have a convention? Like, DM the Jags account. On <laughs> yeah, and yeah that's what out. they it's said. Loud. They said that the, uh, I don't know who would have initiated that like contact or who would have called who. <laughs> Maybe they've got some buds on the other team, but uh, they said that they talked and, and the Cardinals let them know, be, hey, be ready. Raw. And, uh, you know, this is an unbelievable moment because off the top rope, Mr. Caleb Just the Sean, guy we need. Exactly the guy we need for this last leg. Here, I'll, I'll, let me tee one up for you. Let me make it a little easier on you. The Jets-Dolphins game and the state of the Jets I would tell you that in sports, there's 124 professional teams. No single one is more depressing than the New York Jets. No single team. I don't have a ton to say. I got my football in today. I skipped Friday. I was working hard. I was I was delivering value to the shareholders on Friday. Good for you. Yeah, and Saturday. Well, my my quick note about the Jets is they're depressing right now. But I mean, they as. I know you don't want to hear this, but they do have Rodgers next year, and, and they have a chance <laughs> next year. Yeah, they do. That's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I still think he's good, but I disagree yeah. with you there. I think uh, I think it's over, and I think only the Jets would have accepted. Yeah, we'll we'll sign Alan Lazard to fifty million. Yeah, we'll sign Randall Cobb. Yeah, oh Tim Boyle, you like him? He'll be our third string quarterback. Oh, you like Nate Hackett? He'll be our OC. Only a team that depressing would commit to a 39-year-old unreliable person in such a major way. That's that's all I want to say. And I would be surprised if Sala, Nate Hackett, the GM, Joe Douglas, if, if any of them had jobs come January 7th, I would be stunned. Can I be honest? This uh, t- Tim Boyle thing, I thought that was like a meme, but did he really start like no, yeah. 10 college games? Or, or was, is that a joke? Or I read real? in high school... He threw an interception every 17 passes. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's got to be some kind of like money laundering scheme going on there with Tim Boyle. Obviously, not a lot of money, but you know, well, for, for the average 500k guy. maybe well, skimming through the. I don't mean to through the books. I don't mean to uh, like take away from the hating here, but I think he's almost like the perfect third string quarterback because your third string generally doesn't play. And his job is kind of to help prepare. Like, apparently, he's a genius. And that's why Rogers. I was going to say, is yeah, he, he a must brainiac? be. He better yeah, be. He's like a genius. So, apparently, yeah. like, his job yeah. is to help prepare, like, run the scout team, pretend to be the other team's quarterback in practice, like, help your quarterback prepare, but obviously never play. Help, so, help I mean, Rogers I out a little bit. That. Yeah. R- Rogers might need some guidance. Yeah. Well, uh, he, well, made he can, good. like, you know, help the OC design plays and stuff like that. Like, apparently that's his bread and butter. So well, I, mean, I, I kind of understand. He better have a big brain because he's not a great athlete. I witnessed that well. firsthand. And the thing is, you say great third string. Okay, how about when the quarterback gets hurt in week one, we sign somebody else to be the third yeah, string because <laughs> our backup's Zach Wilson. And, and, you know, that game, a lot of things clicked, but it suddenly made so much sense why Robert Sala was saying – you know, Zach Wilson's actually pretty good. We're doing okay. It's because he's watching Tim Boyle take the QB2 snaps every week, and he's like, God, I, I absolutely cannot afford to play this guy. And Zach Wilson forced his hand, 
and I, I, I'm shocked that Tim Boyle's getting another start. And there will be a Black Jets Boyle 7 DH gate coming to this household shortly. I can guarantee you that. He's a classic, like, he'll audible on the play, and then the play will just get blown up. He'll be, like, a negative, like, eight yards. And I'll be like, ah, sorry, boys. Like, it looked better in my head. Like, I, I drew it up with the coaching. So it's like, okay, that's fine, but, like, you got to make a play. Like, you're the quarterback. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. And, Caleb, I did set one up there on the tee for you, and you just sort of, like, bunted the ball forward. So you said you got your football in today. You were primarily watching the Steelers. Go right ahead and give me a little bit on that. First game without Matt Canada, 400 yards. So I've been hearing a lot about this 400 yards. I'm a little more looking at 16 points on the board. Mm. Yards is great. I'm more interested in points. So as much as it was a good day for the Steelers getting a win, to, to win a narrow game against a backup quarterback is really nothing to be celebrated. But it's the state it's the state of the union and it's what you gotta just kind of live with and we got the the result we could hope for. Um, so I had a I had an enjoyable day watching Steelers football, I guess. I thought they were good. I thought Kenny Pickett looked pretty good. They were using his legs a little bit. I saw one play that I really liked. I think Najee was getting held by like a linebacker and uh, whoever was on the call pointed it out to me that he threw a ball that was never gonna be caught but he threw it to make sure that the penalty got called. And that's the kind of thing that I like to see out of Kenny Pickett. So gen- generally, yeah, he had a couple nice balls, like one down the sideline to DJ that was just <laughs> in the bucket, uh, a couple down the seam to Fryermuth. So yeah, Pickett looked like a real player, like an NFL football player. And it was a good day. I enjoyed watching the football game. I have a uh, question for Caleb. I I think you might be the biggest Deontay Johnson fan in my life. So I'm wondering what your kind of take is on his performance today. For people who don't know, he kind of caught a ball and ran backwards once. There was a fumble right in front of him, and he just kind of walked to the sideline instead of picking it up. Because uh, he, yeah, he thought it was down by contact, as did I. He said he didn't but, see the ball. Yeah, he didn't say oh, he thought it was. Is that what out. he said? That was the yeah. other one. They asked him, about it. I didn't see it." Yeah, you don't like to hear that because there's really <laughs> one ball that you got to focus on. Uh, it's not like. You know, there's, there's not a whole bunch of them floating around. So not a quick game. Would like game. to see him locked in. The one should have been touchdown is just heartbreaking because I hear all this bullshit about how Kenny Pickett's <laughs> thrown as many touchdowns as Tom Brady did on a practice squad. Like all this crazy business about no touchdowns and DJ same deal. He never scores and he had that one in the end zone. And I heard after the fact, Gene Steratore told me they should have challenged. It would have been a touchdown. So that hurt uh, as a DJ guy, but uh, he's a guy I like to see well. He struggled with the drops, but today he had a great catch, one that he basically scooped off the turf. I thought it was a good performance. I like seeing the boys fire, <laughs> and I thought it was a good game. What are we talking about? He put in a, a, like Jay Cutler effort on one of the biggest plays of the game. Okay, well, we had some sushi at the house. I'm not going to tell you I was watching every down and distance, <laughs> like listening to commercials. Wait, was, I had a nice morning. I had an enjoyable day. You only and caught the good plays that DJ made. Yeah. He had a nice yeah, morning. Selective. And he had an even better night. And Man, even... I'll tell you, I had a great weekend. Are we, are yeah. we going to variety section? Or go what? ahead. Go ahead. We can, you know. Please. People can fast forward with... if they don't want to hear this, but people are going to want to hear this. Let me start with Alex. Last night, the Christmas party, Alex yeah. is there with his brother. Small world. You know how it is. LinkedIn. We're all together. 
and Alex was at the company Christmas party, and this guy delivered. Eye contact city, a great small talker, just a, truly born for the corporate environment. So it was great to to have the pod there. And I, I put him in contact with my guy, Nick, who is, uh, I'm not maybe not going to say fan of the podcast, but he's aware of the podcast. Whoa, so what? he got to meet Alec. And then I went out. I met a lovely lady, man. Just a really nice, uh, good, smart kind of lady. Uh, and then I had a date tonight. <laughs> and met her up, made up with her tonight. And I just had a lovely time. Adam drove me there. I uh, gave him a 20 sheet for the ride. So Uber actually would have been cheaper. But it's good to see your boy. Yeah, I mean, I never... I didn't request the 20 sheet. It just kind yeah, of Yeah, but you accepted it. But you accepted it. So <laughs> I mean uh, but Adam drove me there, which was nice. And uh no, I had a I had a good date. It's rare to have like a very good date, and it was a fun time. Let's go. And can we say who put in a nice word with you before this date? So as much as I do want to give you credit, that's looking heat. at our texts, looking at our like it was a nice thing, and I know the intention was good, but you put me in a bit of a pickle because then she's asking. So, like, you told your boys about this? Yeah, that's yeah, well, yeah, that's, see, that's what I was worried about happening. That's what I was worried about. But I figured that it wouldn't be fine because, you know, this is like a childhood friend. Like, you know, yes. people would associate yes. her with Adam or I. I'm glad Owen's not here begging for a name because for some <laughs> he's just like a <laughs> sicko and he always wants a name. Uh, but no, Phil, she read me what Phil said and Phil made a very... A good sales job, a nice comment about me. So that was much appreciated. And uh, yeah, it's just, it was a very nice date. She drove me home after, which was cool. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. And I think we're going to hang out again on Thursday. So I got to come up with a plan. I'm going to wow. assemble the council wow. and we'll wow. see what we figure out. I heard she might want to check out Seahawks Cowboys. Big game in the NFC. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll go for wings. We'll go to side street, watch Thursday night football. Yeah. No, so I don't know. We'll figure something out. I told her laser tag is a joke. Could be hilarious to go to laser tag, but uh, we'll see what happens. Mm. Well, good. I'm happy to get a report because that was big. What a weekend. Wow. What a weekend. Just bliss. I, I'll tell you, I was driving to go watch football uh, this morning. Sun is shining. We're talking end of November. Sun is shining. I'm looking at the mountains. I got James Blunt playing. And my whole thought was just like, how good we have it. No no conflict, no wars going on. Just nothing Whoa, but euphoria. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, here, here, here. Okay, Other okay, places. good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, we're just very lucky, very blessed. So all the boys are up right now. The whole city, everything. Oh. It just feels like there's magic in the air. Every, like, everyone's the city's winning. got a buzz. Yeah. The city's got a buzz. It's alive. It's alive. James yeah. Blunt sings that beautiful song. I had that one going, but you know which one I'm on is Heart Heart on Fire. That's a bang. Good. I'll, I'll look into that one. Yes. You should. I actually have a great question for you because y you do come on a lot and you like to talk about coaches and you're a big fan of the fire up. Like, you know, uh, I just need your take on Sirianni. You, you're not going to like my take on Sirianni, but I've said it before. He cried during the anthem. And that to me is a very relatable thing. And I like him for that. Whenever I hear the anthem, even the American anthem, it brings some kind of emotions about me. So that video of him at the Super Bowl just crying, that to me was like a very raw moment. And for, that to me is enough to like like a guy for the rest of his career. Okay, but so a I lot get, has happened. Yeah, yeah, then. yeah. He does some cringy shit, whatever, as I'm sure you would, as I know I would. Um, but I like, I'm a, I'm a supporter of Nick Sirianni. I don't really love the Eagles, but I support him. 
I is love that a bad take. Well, goes down on him. I am. Just, it's not a bad take. It's just not one you hear often. I don't like the Eagles, but I like Sirianni. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a wild guy, though. You said you put yourself in his shoes there and said, "I w- I get emotional during the anthem too." I don't even know how to take that. I, I I was stunned that those words left your mouth. You just you're a wild cat, dude, and that's it's, why you like him. Maybe. What I'll tell you, one of my triggers for like things that make me cry is like I'll, I cried during the Masters this year because I have this thing about achieving greatness and people when i cheering. see a man so seeing a guy who's coached he's worked he's grinded and he's in the super bowl and the anthem brings him to tears that's something that uh that gets to me uh so i respect sirianni i like him i, I don't have a so problem it's not like him. a patriot patriotism thing like where you're just oh i love i love America. no it's just i like an emotional man it's relatable it's like i don't know yeah, you, you know, nice, I mean that's a really nice thing to say. It is. Oh, that guy, makes sense. But, I understand. But just seeing him, seeing him achieve greatness is is wonderful. Yeah, even though yeah. he lost in the Super Bowl, but that's okay. When yeah. and even I though feel, I feel like I feel like like for Kalem, like if he was at the event, saw the guy crying, national anthem going, and then the and then the like jets just yeah. right over the stadium. Come on. I think uh, we need to get like ten Kleenex boxes. Yeah, that Who's would just bumped? be because man, I I got a feeling too when that happened um, when we were at the games. We just get the Jets flying over too. Oof. Oh, it's nice. I agree with you yeah. there. There's the, the the hair on the back of your neck starts standing yeah. up. I mean, that's goosebumps. That's awesome yeah. stuff. I really. What, agree what with makes you. you guys cry? What's the last time you cried? I'm I'm actually kind of on the same boat. I mean, not not fully like men achieving greatness, but when I'm like at a sporting event and like the whole crowd is cheering for like one guy that kind of gets me emotional. I don't know Emotion. why, but like yeah. a big crowd cheering for like one person, it's kind of like, that gets you going. That gets me what's going. The, what, and Adam, I, I'm what's the last a lot. you cried? Okay. Well, we don't need to get into this, but a lot of times when I rap, yeah. like, you know, a kid scores and he like gets down and celebrates and then all the parents are cheering and that yeah, kind of yeah. gets me like, you know, that gets me on tears. Yeah. But you got to compose yourself because you're reffing. Like you can't yeah. see the yeah. ref cry. Yeah, well, you know, I can so be happy happened. for the kid. It's you know, yeah. yeah. Alex, Bill, last last tears that you remember. Well, like I think, like Adam said, we don't got to get into that. But I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I cried so much when the Raptors won the uh, title. So really, really any, any one of really? my like big people, yo, I was crying like for an hour just because I couldn't believe it. Wow, all the crap That's I've beautiful. been through as a Raptors fan to for all that to finally call you know culminate into a into an NBA title was amazing um yeah I think you know if Serbia ever won anything in like soccer <laughs> that probably I'd probably cry then too and you know Djokovic I don't cry just because yeah. yeah, you can only cry so I'm not gonna cry, cry 23 24 times so really but yeah so I think Raptors <laughs> was probably my biggest cry sesh in a while yeah. okay I'm a big movie crier always yes. have been yes always have been always will be uh, Paddington was just a waterwork show for me. Just anything okay. really nice, and you know, I'm just a sucker, man. I, I so the things that they want me to cry at, I cry at. And most recent cry, they're like in past lives, I have been a rage tear guy. So maybe you know, like like if if a team's getting pumped, and I'm <laughs> like when I was a little boy, and I was really rage. into it, I would I would get a little bit of a rage cry going. Like when the Ste- when the Steelers lost to the Broncos in the Tebow playoff game, dude. There was I mean I was just rage crying everywhere. So you know, wow. and and Loki, there's some parts of me like the Oilers go down four nothing against the Canes on Wednesday, and it's just like 
oh, like I just I just got to let it go to a couple of tears. I'm so upset about this. I love that. I'll Incredible. leave that. I didn't, I didn't I didn't have you for a rage tears guy. And I will say because I know Phil looking at his letterbox account, Phil's a La La Land guy. Oh, that, that was my last like tr- I don't cry, I weep. I have no there's no gear 1, gear 2. It's a 0 to 100 full body convulsion kind of weeping and La La Land I was like, I watched that, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And that was like a, an event for me. I love that shit. That movie. I agree. I agree. A movie or a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. That'll get you going. Oh, that's the sure. pinnacle to me. Yeah. I, I had, I talked about this on this date today. To me, that's the pinnacle of the human experience. When you watch a movie or a TV show or any kind of piece of art, I guess it could be sports, uh, that can pull that out of you. That's kind of that's the spice of life that's what you're in it for especially especially a good tv show i know mm. i was i don't know if i was fully weeping but i and i think i let a few tears out like when the better call saul uh finale aired i don't know i know phil watched it but yeah um just you spend like all this time with like this one character and this story and you see everything that goes on and happens and it ends and it's like wow like that's it no words you know yeah yeah for me that's that's jim and pam's wedding I don't know if you guys are office guys. Hey, basic that, Caleb, dude. Bro, that Niagara montage. <laughs> fire me up. I need a Pedialyte after that. I can let so much electrolytes go. I need to like re rejuvenate after that. That'll get me. Oh, or a Survivor. Montage. You guys ever watch Survivor? But yeah, no, like legit Survivor when the families come and visit and they just break down. That gets me as well. Mm. I love to cry. You got to love to cry. Mm. And as much as I would love to keep talking about crying... I we you got a schedule. We got to limp through this schedule now. We got to get through the rest of these games. We could do rapid fire if we want to. We're still in the frisk zone. I see no reason to move Denver off their win. We we like Denver. We like them a lot. We respect them. But you know they're not better than the frisk. Cleveland, I would put them as lower tier frisk now. They have just such a small ceiling. They got they got to beat you one way. It's got to be defense. And I think did they say I think Miles Garrett's uh, joining the. Uh, a list of injuries, right? Yeah, he left. So, a little, yeah, he, he left got for a bit in the game, today. and it's. I don't know if it's looking good. So, yeah. And you'd think Flacco would be coming in at some point, and that's just not a situation you ever want to be in in the year of our Lord two thousand, almost twenty four. So, I mean, that's just a terrible state of affairs for them. Uh, so they would be lower end for me, but they're seven and four, and probably headed to the playoffs. Um, Seattle, they obviously lost by a lot. Uh, they would be another team that's low frisk for me at this point. They have such a hard schedule. I, they were six and four, and they really dead ass could be six and eight. They they have a really hard go coming up, and I don't like their chances on Thursday. And I don't know. I worry about that team because I like them, but it just it just seems like the wheels are falling off there. I agree. The defense isn't looking like kind of. I feel like what it's supposed to look like, especially with some of the names on there. They're not really clicking. And then I feel like their offense is just falling apart with uh, Gino, and then. Kenneth Walker missing time, and um, every time they mention Drew Locke's name, I, I kind of feel nauseous. Um, they're like, well, you know, could we see Drew Locke tonight? And I'm like, please, God, no, don't do that. Uh, so, yeah, the Seahawks are looking rough. Yeah, and Tariq Woolen getting the bench, too, is just just weird vibes there right now. And you talk about a guy achieving greatness. The Carroll pregame interview, I just love Pete Carroll. I think he's just a fantastic guy. He seems like a huge joy. I would... Uh, I, I hope for better results from them than I expect at this point because 
I like Pete Carroll. I want to see him succeed. But yeah, that about does it for the frisk. Unless Adam, you want to kick Cincinnati out of here, or what do you want to do with them? Yeah, I do. Cincinnati down has to be down. Uh, which it's feels like we're getting robbed because we talked so much during my uh, residency uh, mm. in Alex's absence about Cincinnati and what they are. And I really wanted to see uh, if if any of that came to fruition and and what it is that the Cincinnati Bengals are. And it started to feel like they were coming back. We had them in elite two weeks ago. And it's exactly. And it's one of those cruel things where, you know, I guess we'll never know, as Kanye said. Oh, I guess we'll never know. I used to drop that quote all the time when it was hot in the streets. The kids were Still loving hot. that. I'll, I'll put them in unserious too. I'm fine with that. Alex, do you approve too? Yeah. Yeah, get them down. And if somebody had to come up out of unserious, I've been sticking my neck out for these guys. I like the Colts. I think they're well coached. I think the quarterback is not very good, but they run the ball well. I like both their running backs for over five yards per carry today. Their defense, they make a lot of timely sacks. I, I, they have a really easy schedule coming up. They're already holding the seven seed. I like the Colts, man. I, I think they're a frisk team. I think they're lower tier, but if they played Seattle, I'm not sure that Seattle would beat them. I, I think the Colts hang around. And I, like I say, they're well coached. I like their team. But okay, sure, maybe they beat Seattle, but I don't know about any other teams though. And then the last three wins they do have are against the Panthers, Patriots, and Buccaneers. So I know, I know it looks great, three wins in a row, but I think some of these teams that they're playing, like the Titans, Bengals, and Steelers, are a little more serious, you know, than those. <laughs> I don't know if I have the Titans there personally. Titans, yeah, I agree. They might go to poverty in a little section here. Yeah, the Will Levis experiments looking a little heat. It is. You can't you can't hang around with the Panthers. I guess I'm not getting traction on the Colts here, which is you know it's fine. We got we we can do some rearranging and unserious because I'll tell you, I'm not afraid of kicking down Tennessee. I don't know if anybody agrees. You just they have they have a pretty low ceiling and and Henry is uh I don't want to say he had two touchdowns. I don't want to say he's entering the Eckler zone, but he's close. He's he oh, doesn't yeah. he doesn't look explosive. Yeah, but okay, but I gotta defend my fantasy guy here. The difference between him and Eckler is that I mean, you and we could tackle Eckler. I don't think it doesn't matter how slow Henry is. People are still not; they're having a hard time tackling this guy. And I mean, he still got around, you know, made nice plays today. And you know, I, I'm not really really ready to throw him throw him out yet. Okay, well, I, I just think he's getting like, close, and he was their greatest well, strength before. I'll endorse Titans going down. And maybe what I'm trying to do is feel a little bit better about my Titans to win the division future. That's not really going to pan out. But is that quietly one of the biggest shockers of the season? Like, to me, it's just like, as a Vrabel guy, you yeah. have an expectation that Vrabel could take a team of like, you know, high school players and put something serviceable together. And they have just been very sad. They have. I Adam's shaking his head, but I agree with you. Their over-under was like seven and a half, eight and a half. And there was just an expectation that Vrabel was a little bit Tomlin like in that he could just, yes. he could just drag you up, but it, it, it yes. just not happened. It it's, hasn't been the case. And we even, you know, we thought they improved at quarterback, but I just, I, I don't know how much of that was the Falcons. Well, credit to the podcast. Their over under was seven and a half and three of the four people on the show took the under. So I don't think it's the biggest uh, shock to most of us here. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't expect them to win for the rest of the season if they play anybody above poverty. 
I mean, the Panthers lost, or the uh, the Texans lost to the Panthers. So, yeah. Well, the Panthers. I not to jump around, but the Panthers. There should be a policy that nobody here does the mistake of picking the Panthers the rest of the season, no matter what the spread is, no matter what the situation is. They are terrible. They're the worst team in the league by far. And they they, well, they got to change their coach. And I know he's only been there 11 games. But it, how much of this is Bryce Young? It's a little bit like an Oilers situation. Like, it's the easiest thing to do, and you can't just sit by and let this happen. Like, you got to do something. I'm going to defend myself a little bit because I took the Panthers. I'm, I mean, at least the idea to me is they're, like, they don't have their first round pick. They're playing a terrible Titans team. Like at least the expectation going into this week is like, okay, they need to like get some wins to close out the season. Like you, you don't, you benefit from losing. There's no reason for you to not win this game. And then it was just another sad, like Adam Thielen had one catch today. What even happened to him? He was good this year. Well, I bet them too. So I'm not, you know, I, I just watched okay, a lot of that game up. and I was like, this is, I'm never making this mistake again. I think especially with a guy like Bryce Young, I'm not a huge Bryce Young guy, but I think like I agree with you, Phil. I think you got to switch up the coach, man, because this clearly isn't working. And with a young quarterback, I think you need to start making it work sooner rather than later, especially with how the season's gone. So I'd, I'd get rid of Frank Reich and put somebody else in to see if they can make it work because yeah. you need to get Bryce Young clicking. I don't want to be a broken record situation, but I do wonder if you switch the first and second draft pick and Bryce Young goes to Houston, and Stroud Boy goes to the the Panthers. What do we see? Is it a That's system fair. issue for these, especially for these young guys? Is it that the Texans are doing a better job of making it easy for Stroud, or is it like uh, that much of a skill gap that somehow all the scouts just like missed and they just got it wrong? I don't know. I mean, I got to the point where halfway through the morning window, I YouTube searched Bryce Young highlights and I just watched them because when I watch these NFL games, I truly don't understand what he's supposed to be good at. Like normally you have these prospects and it's like, okay, this is his expectation. And Bryce Young, I just don't understand what his like niche is. Like, what is he supposed to be successful at? I just don't know. He's kind of bad at everything to me. I I, I don't know if I can point out anything that he's like really good at, but. I did watch some of the Alabama games, and I thought he was really good in those yeah. in those games, and they were playing some pretty yeah. good college opponents and everything. So, so it could be a system thing, I agree, too. That's why I'm saying you just got to change something. Because I'm not, you know, I was on here in week three saying I didn't think he looked good. And I, obviously, I'm a young quarterback hater. We established that today. But I was on here very early on saying I didn't see it with this guy. He looks like, and I know we said this in the draft, he just looks so small. Like he, he really, it's like staggering how tiny he looks. It's not even height. It's like skinny. Like I don't see a quarterback built like that. Russell Wilson, say what you want about him. Even when he was younger, he had a little bit of girth to him. You know, Calamari Calamari is, he's a big dude. Yeah. These guys, you know, you can tell that they actually, you know, they, they have some weight to them. He doesn't look like, yeah. Like he, the little bit of fire hydrant action. Bryce Young is like a piece of paper, dude. He might fall over in the wind. He's so thin. I Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley vibes for sure. That was a good book back in the day. But right. you just got to do something. You, you, I, I, I hate to use that term because it's so simple, but you got to do something. You just you can't sit around and let this happen. <laughs> just do something. That's all I'm asking. So change it up. And they have their epitome of losing culture. So they're number 32 in, in the PPP, Phil's Power Poll. Um, so get them out and keep them there. But Tennessee, let's kick them back. That was, they're not going to beat anybody relevant the rest of the season. So bye. 
Other easy kick down out of unserious is the Jets. I know we talked about them. I really think you can go the rest of your life watching games. You will never see again the Hail Mary. That was a one in a trillion. That was really the most amazing thing I think I've seen this weekend. And I saw some unbelievable plays that you'll like the fourth and 31 in, in Tuscaloosa that this hell Mary takes the cake. I think that's, I didn't even know that was possible really. Yeah. I mean, this team would have been down four weeks ago if we didn't really get held hostage. So, I mean, it's kind of due. Yeah. We've been getting held hostage. Hey, yeah. by a certain individual that's not on the pod right now. Yeah. Lions. And I don't want to besmirch this unnamed person, but it would be a real issue if this unnamed person didn't take some of our picks this week. It would be a real issue. Yeah, imagine if he had the Vikings tomorrow night, even though the Bears on the pod. Imagine if he had the Chargers tonight. He didn't, he didn't. I I verified that, but he has the Vikings tomorrow. Well, he better be right. He better be right. To respect the guy, he is... He does a good job at convincing, like he's just a good convincer. Like he's, he, is. Well, he's he does a, a good job at guy. like swindling us and holding us hostage and kind of like making us believe what he's saying. So I mean, he is kind of powerful at that, and that's kind of the reason the Jets have not been demoted. Like he, he does a good job of like you know he's just good at it. I don't know how else to frame it. Well, that's why he's good on this show. He's a debate club guy. He knows how to get you. He'll put you in a corner. He, he's good at it. Well, I think in a real debate, a lot of his techniques would be like not very valid. But I think when you're just dudes talking in microphones, like they kind of work. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we're not prepared for his tactics. It's a little bit of like an untrained situation, but maybe. We'll be better. We will be better. We can try to be better. NFC side of unserious. If we're, I mean, obviously the Chargers are staying. Chargers are king unserious. Colts were decided are staying. Do you want to move anything with Vegas, Alex, your boys? I think they're unserious, but they, I mean, like. No, I would move them down. Yeah. I think, like, they're not like, I think I think getting out to a, was it really a 14-0 lead? It was. Okay, that's impressive long. enough to just, just, to just keep them in unserious, so I'm good to keep them there. Yeah, that's fine by yeah. me too. NFC side, I'll start with Caleb. There's six teams up or down on, on which one of these. Washington, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Rams, Arizona. Oh, I don't know that any of those are like clear move downs, but I'll tell oh. you, nobody's going up. <laughs> I think like if if anyone's going down, is it the Rams? No, no. no. I would think if anybody's if going up, anyone's it's the going Rams. down, it's the team that the Rams beat. Yeah, today. no. I want the Cardinals out. They're, they're two and ten. No, Alex. No. Alex. Alex. Oh, Alex we're, we're overdue. We ago. we fought hard for the Cardinals. It's over. They lost by. 21 points or more than that i think they got they lost by a lot they got boomed on by the rams even my dad who watches football just very casually just because me and my brother do he was like damn the cardinals stink and i was like okay he well i mean you don't have to you know i feel like the average casual like my mom would watch tv and say the cardinals stink so i I don't you know (laughs) i guess it's to the earlier point of uh the unnamed individual being just a powerful orator and a, a convincer of men. But his whole comments about uh, Arizona charging to unserious have really stuck with me. But come to think of it, it really was just the Cowboys win that gave us hope. And now yeah. they're probably they're probably who we thought they were preseason. So, all right. Well, I know. thought Kyler Murray coming back would be it was kind of a spark. They got and the was. win. Yeah. But I think a few of their players on defense got hurt last week and, and they were kind of just mailing it in. 
Well, it's just, you know, they don't want to win anymore, which is fine. You could you could really get, oh, if, if Debate Club was here, he would talk about how Kyler, Kyler Murray might not be the best leader of men if all of a sudden, they you know, they're going back to poverty. But I just, they shouldn't want to win either. They should just want to be bad, try to get back at the top of the draft, take Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be electrifying. Just do that. Don't, you shouldn't want to win. And they're 2-10, and 10, so they have to be poverty. Yeah. So kick them back. Maybe no move ups. The NFC South is just absolutely br- the fact the Falcons are holding position. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of back in on Atlanta. I'm not I'm all the way out. I, I mean, I was I was teetering on selling my stock, and I sold a little bit, but I kept some, and I'm kind of glad because I, I mean, because I kind of like I, <laughs> I feel like Ritter is like Josh Allen Megalite. Oh like my! He god. Has- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, he didn't just say that. Not crazy. Wow, he, why is there two approvers? He plays what? well, and then he just has the weird turnover. Like, that's that's kind of what I see. Oh, no. That's what I see when I watch him. He's not playing oh, bad, and then he has the weird well. turnovers. No, Adam, I disagree. I I think he plays well. I And they're, they've kind of unlocked Bijan. That's of, true. You know, that is true. They've got him going like, now. Dan, they're if being we more actually serious. give him the ball, then like we might unlock him. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, I didn't realize he's so much better with the ball than blocking. <laughs> I'm a Falcons believer too. And I think like just the nature of, you know, how we've discussed the frisky tier is no really unserious with playoff chances. Just listen, Phil, somebody from that division, you have to say has playoff chances by nature of somebody from the division has to go to the playoffs. I don't like that narrative. I think they can all be unserious slash poverty, but I'm just saying they're on frisk watch. I like the Falcons. I'm with you, Adam. I, I believe in the Falcons. I want to see them succeed. Well, to me, they're not on my watch, but if they're on Adams, that means they're on the show watch, so I got to stand by that. But to me, they're not on my watch. A win against the Saints is not doing it for me. Uh, the Saints, I really, I really believe if they did the car between the 20s and Taysom takes over quarterback when they get inside the 20, I think they would have a winning record right now. I don't. I, that might be the most boomer take I can do because – they obviously get the practice reps every day, but I think that that would work if Carr could just put aside his pride because he, I mean, they, where they kick six field goals today, he can't, he can't close a drive. He, it's been the story of his career. Alex would know that very and, well. Know, Taysom Hill went from like maybe one of the most play, hated players in the NFL. And now like, I kind of feel like he earned his Go. contract if only they played him more. Like, I think he's actually like a huge weapon for any team. I kind of agree now too. I think he's an asset, but they don't. He's a huge asset because he's he's kind of like Josh Allen in the red zone. He just couldn't do four quarters of quarterback. But yeah, I hate him. I think Taysom Hill is like almost number one on my shit list. He's just a fantasy shit disturber. Exactly, he's hated by the fantasy people, but I think outside of the fantasy people, he's like an actual huge asset for a real football team. Who wouldn't want a guy like this? Thirty-one teams would take him playing safety. Show me the money, though. Like, uh, it's great to have an asset, but the team is a dumpster fire. Uh, I'm not seeing it with Taysom Hill. I think he stinks. I hate him. He's he's up there with Tank Dell for me. Is just most hated guys. I agree. Hate Tank Dell. <laughs> me too. And oh. to me, like uh, watching. Sorry to go off topic, but watching the Texans game today, anybody who catches a ball is tank dealt i just hate i hate him so much that anytime they complete a pass i go tank dell i don't like him i don't like anything about him and i do like the texans but tank dell 
yeah, he's kind of Taysom Hill of that world. It's just a just a shit disturber. It it did feel like that because I was playing a guy who had him in fantasy today, and I was like, oh yeah, God. and he just he just ruins your day. To go to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak more on Tank though. Yeah, Adam's got a checkered history with the guy. It well, makes, I did pick him I've up, heard. and Phil sent in a message in the chat making fun of me for bidding on Tank Dell. Well, you dropped him again, so you weren't exactly you right in that situation. I dropped him because my whole team was on buy and I needed to start Oh, somewhere. no. You still <laughs> got him. You could have claimed him the next week. He was available. I tried. Anyway. Didn't make it. You still aren't in the right in that situation. You you, you, you picked him up and you cut him six <laughs> times. It wasn't exactly my making fun of you that tipped you over the edge there. You still cut him after that. It's true, because he was hurt. Okay. Right. Okay, it was my fault then. Okay, sorry. Sorry that you cut Tank Dell. That's on me. Um, Rams, they'd be the team, if any, that I could say moving up. I got no s- way. No, I don't want to no, move no, them no, up, no, but I'm no, saying no, they're. The- no, no, no. I don't want to move them up, but I'm saying they're five and six, and they're they're making a push. I do like that. Whenever Cooper Cup catches a pass, he just grabs his back or his hip or his leg or something. It's always something with that guy. I mean, he's just limping into the finish line, and it's Thanksgiving respects, but. This might be another hot take, and I don't want it to go forever. I'm sorry, but I think the Bucs are the best team in the NFC South. They just can't close a game. I mean, they played the same game like five weeks in a row where they're in it at the end and they can't finish. I, I agree with what Adam sent me. They should maybe fire Bowles and just try to spark them because that division is there for the taking if they can get it. <laughs> I mean, I, really I send that to you as a Bucks, joke, but, but yeah, the, the number one like Bucks fanatic I know is, is uh, he lives in Edmonton. And he tweets like 50 times a day about the Bucks, and he tweeted like, yeah, just let go of Bulls, get a spark in the building, and we can win this division. And I'm like, after what I saw today, I don't know what inspired that take, but I kind of respect it. I think it's there for him, man, because I don't like the Saints or the Falcons, but I know we've been over that. So anyway, so that's that division. That's fine. So three movers down. Poverty, obviously one mover up, uh, which is the Packers. We got to do them up. Uh if they yes. keep it close with the Chiefs, I, we, they're on frisk watch, honestly. I, th- I think I'd put them in frisky right now, but I don't know how you guys feel about wow, that. Wow, you guys flipped You guys flipped quick. I don't want to give it to them yet. I don't think I flipped. I, I told you guys, I'm not not to make it the Alex show, but I've been saying it was like, let's wait on, on uh, love. I mean, I was his number one supporter, I think. Adam did say we should move him up last week, and the three of us shot him down. So that's where he's coming yeah. from on that. I We should have moved him up last week. I think they're high-end on Sirius. I, I need to see them keep it close with Kansas City before I, I can say that they're a frisk team, personally. How close, though? I mean, close with Kansas City. What's, Come what's on. close? How about, okay. There's no worse test than Kansas City. It's rephrase, Kansas City, rephrase. Man. Close for a while. Give him a, give him a run. You know, get like a Raiders, oh, like going. a Raiders, like yeah, yeah we want yeah. you to get up by two touchdowns, make them sweat, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, okay, here's here's what I think. Make me want to watch some of the game. Okay, yeah, don't, yeah. Well, I do want to watch night. Over it's Sunday night. It's an two. easy turn off. Yeah. yeah, we could. But if it gets bad, people will know because if this show is published in the wee hours of the morning, the Packers are going to Frisky. If it's published at like 10 p.m. Oh, the Packers might be back in poverty watch. Just that's a little tell for the people ahead of next week's Sunday nighter. So that's fine. High end frisk for now. And I really, this is the last thing because the Bears and the Vikings play tomorrow, obviously. The Giants Patriots game. Alex has turned on Mr. Pison, Tommy DeVito, who I'm actually all the way in on. I like this guy. I think it's a 
funny storyline in an otherwise forgettable giant season. Well, it's just everywhere I turn, it's uh, just Tommy DeVito. Oh, he's Italian. He's from New York. Like, we get it. Like, they're acting like he's the first Italian-American from New York that's, you know, ever existed. Okay, we get it. Like, his family's so funny with the Italian thing. Like, I don't know. It's it's not that funny to me. I don't know if it's uh, because I watched, like, all five seasons of The Sopranos, and I've had a lot of that uh, (laughs) Italian-American... exposure but it's not that sick but uh, yeah let me let me defend my my people i was gonna say i was gonna say i had a feeling caleb was uh had some italian blood in him i'll say first six seasons of sopranos so i question your commitment and then i'll say second that i think it's the nature of the beast with all the starting quarterbacks that have been injured and all the bum shit we're seeing (laughs) uh quarterback wise that yeah you get a story like that and they're gonna kind of ride it and milk it uh, but I have no problem with Tommy DeVito. I think that's a good story. That's your classic man achieving greatness. Uh, I can't say I've cried for Tommy DeVito, but uh, oh, greatness! Okay, I do I like support him. him. I like him. Yeah, he lives yeah, at greatness. home still. I think that's cool. Yeah, greatness. He's living at home and he's star- the starting quarterback of the. His New mom York folds Giants. his laundry. Like, let's go. Yeah. See, I like him. I think it's like, like I said, like I'm not going to think about him in 20 years, but it's a nice thing to pass time for the Giants fans who are just, they're having an absolute downer of a season. It's just terrible. Four and eight, they're kind of in that spot too, where it's like they kind of wish they lost today. Obviously the Patriots are happy, fans are happy that they lost. I That game did not deserve overtime. I mean, seriously, that would have been terrible if it had gone. So thank God that Ryland blew the kick, but yeah, it's ugly. It's it was an ugly game, so that's obviously two poverties. But yeah, that's the helmets. Quite a few movers this week, and that's a good thing. Agreed. You've got the data that you need, and we can start polarizing and filling up poverty. Um, so yeah, I support the movers. Yes, I love that. I love that as well. So let's let's. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing left really. I I've was all in on the college football this weekend, to be honest with you. And I'm starting. I told Alex this. You had, you had some interesting takes. I Phil I, texted me like late Saturday night. He's like, I think college football is better than the NFL. Yeah, I started. Yeah, that's to, just not true. Uh, I think you gotta you gotta come over to this side, man. I'm. Well, I think an important um, thing for like the sports viewing world is like college football is just too much and. If I need to like learn the different divisions and like all these bowls and which teams are aligning, like all of this just makes no sense. NFL, it's the NFL. Sure, you can learn the conferences if you want, but you don't actually really need to. They're all going to play each other. They all put like it's so simple. College is like, oh, you need like a certain re- like the playoffs. Yeah. I don't really. Well, but oh, isn't how- good enough. Yeah, like into the playoffs. <laughs> I don't really understand that. Like, I don't understand like this. They play in the SEC. They play in the Big Ten. They play like it's just too much. It's too much for me. I think you just got hooked on a raw weekend of college football, which no, it was. It's not. But I, it's I'm- all fun and games until like the 2018 Alabama team just beats whatever when they cooked Notre Dame and yeah like the eleven and no Washington today zero I see them like they're I see a something on my timeline it's like to keep their playoff hopes alive and they like yeah. score. it's like dude they're undefeated. No that's like, I don't, that's yeah, what yeah, I like yeah. about it though. You you need <laughs> there's stakes to every game. 
It's like if Washington loses, it's done. They're they're completely cooked. They're not going to the playoffs. Like in the NFL, Eagles lose today. This doesn't really matter. Obviously, it mattered for the Bills, but it's like there's stakes to everything. If you lose once, and obviously this will change with the expanded playoffs. If you lose once, you're done. So you gotta you gotta run the table pretty much. And what I like about it is if you you're saying you gotta learn the divisions and stuff. I like that it's subjective. Like I like that I can look at it and say. I like this resume more than this resume. I think this team's more of a playoff team than this one. Uh-oh. That's what I like about it. I no, think- I'm, Phil, I was with you because I do think there's like a certain romance about college football. Like it's a whole big deal about, you know, I went to this school, I support this school and you got your egg bowl. Like, so there's definitely something to be said. I don't know that I'm ready to say it's better than the NFL, but I certainly understand the appeal if there is one hold up for me and Adam makes a good point, there's a barrier for entry. It feels like you literally need to pass the SATs before you even have a clue what's going on. You can put it all together. If I have one hang up that I don't think I could ever get over with college football, it's that there is subjectivity. It should be a purely empirical fucking thing. What is your record? If the records are the same, what is the tiebreaker? The, the fact that you can go on to have a college career that can be, marred by some like oh the the selection committee didn't like us or something or we didn't have a good storyline we should have been in the playoffs but we weren't like that to me is just that's not sports sports there's a winner i hate that subjectivity i'm not an expert here but didn't this kind of happen last year where like the selection committee picked a team that ended up going to the finals and was just bad that was tcu but tcu 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 beat michigan though so they proved they should have been there by beating the team that was in front of them Okay. That's the problem though. Generally the 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 final game is like a big letdown. That's true. And it's like, well, what does the selection committee even know then? Well like, was is TCU good? Are they not good? They did beat Michigan, but then they got slammed in the finals. Like I think this is gonna change though with the expanded I don't playoffs. Think so. If the expanded playoffs are gonna change that because you're gonna have so, a bigger though, because pool. you look at those like twenty eighteen Alabama teams, what's another two games for them? No, I, mean, I yeah, for the final game it won't change that, but I think the the subjectivity oh, you mean like will the teams change. that get in. Yeah, the subjectivity will change because you'll you'll have it filtered out. And it won't be. You I know. don't think that's going to stop the stacked no. NFL college. That's the issue. There's no. such a there's that's such a I don't disparity. Like. There's such a skill disparity where it's like a few teams just absolutely run the table, and they like they're winning games like by sixty points week in week out. So I agree. I, I think there's always going to be that huge gap between between the top couple teams. I was just going to say I don't know what's going on this year. I'm like adjacently involved. Like I don't know everything, but. Uh, Michigan's kind of sick. Georgia's obviously sick. Washington will probably get in, but then get smoked is my guess. they will be like a TCU kind of team. Um, but I guess it's, you know, we'll see. It is exciting. Phil, you're right. It was a great weekend for college football. Yeah. I, I'll usually have one or two weekends a year where I'm like, okay, I love college football. And this was that for me. And uh, yeah, there were some good games. The the Saturday, when, you, when we had the flip of Ohio State, Michigan, the Iron Bowl was unbelievable. That fourth and 31, and the last eight minutes of that game were crazy. And then the ending in Washington where they did the end around to uh, a doze to finish them off. I mean, that was one of the ballsier calls of the year. But yeah, we don't have to get into this. It's just, you know, something that I enjoyed watching this weekend. But yeah, we don't have to linger too much. We've already gone forever. So if unless anybody has anything else they want to add, I'm, I'm going to say 10. 10. 10. 10. Yeah, um, can I say yeah. right back at Kalem too? Like as soon as I saw Kalem walk into the room, like I was like, "Holy! Like this guy's commanding the, 
the just oh, the energy. Yeah. Like, I was Love like, to hear that. Really... Well, Caleb so is a class great. guy. He's really just the the best of the best. And it's unreal because you know every time you 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 know you check in on him every fifteen minutes, he's talking to somebody else. Like it's it's amazing. <laughs> he doesn't just like stick to one or two people. He's making his way around the room like he's the CEO or something. My corporate network runs deep. I'll I'll give myself credit in that department, but I do get uncomfortable in those situations. Um, I know we're running long, but for me, what's a killer is silence. I get so uncomfortable with silence, then I'll just ramble like a because I hate the awkward pauses. I can't do it. Yeah. That's fair though. You got to fill the airtime. Yeah, pretty much. I'm always on a podcast, 24 seven flag on the play. But and you were born to do it. I might have been not like you, Phil. Adam and I were talking about that earlier. Adam said, uh, "No, can't comment on that. We'll talk about that later." Sorry. <laughs> well, some of that, the non-heat part. Don't. I'm a very diligent editor. I will keep anything that's not heat. And Good. I will cut anything that is. As these people, as these guys know, the last thing I want in someone's life is them doing a job interview and then going, "Let's let's play a little bit of this and hear you explain it." So yeah. I, I, I try to do the best job I can at keeping things as clean as possible. A job interview or a second date on Thursday. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Cut that out too. <laughs> no, that's staying. That was clean. That's staying in. That's staying in. Well, 10 again. Ten. Thanks for joining, Caleb. I appreciate it. The halfway Thanks for having me. Love to be back. Oh, Especially well. without Owen harassing me. It's pretty nice. Well, you'll be back literally whenever you want it. So yeah, the, the door is always open. Anyway, Thursday, we got picks to do. And yeah, maybe talk basketball or something. Lots of good stuff going on. So talk to you guys then. Peace.